everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Create My Headspace. My name is Brandy and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today listening to the podcast. It makes me so incredibly happy and I truly wish that the content on this podcast offers you some healing and also some guidance into being able to turn inward and get to know yourself a little bit more and also just being kind to yourself and taking the time to listen to all the signals your body's sending you. Speaking of all the signals that our bodies are sending us, this episode today is sponsored by my lovely friend Lenar's course that she has just launched. It is called Breathe and Move One. Lenar is a breath coach and a and a just a healer. I have firsthand experience with her guiding me through not only Wim Hof breathing, but also a cold dip. It was probably one of the most transformational experiences that I've had in a really long time. Um, In more recent years, I opened myself up to um, working, you know, through breathing and doing yoga in front of other people. Because as somebody who has the, you know, a past of anxiety and, and fear of judgment, social anxiety, if you will, I only really liked to do those things in in the presence of myself. Doing that in front of somebody else, breathing like Wim Hof, if you're familiar, it's a very vulnerable thing to do in front of other people because it, it, it you know, it's intense breath work that you're doing um, that isn't something that a shy person would do in front of other people. And, but when you're able to strip yourself away from, you know, the fear of judgment and you're in the presence of somebody that genuinely cares, you're able to just genuinely express that side of yourself and let yourself go. I had such a transformational experience through this work that I did with her. And so I was more than excited to finally be able to dabble into the course that she launched. And in this course, um, each week you have access to another chapter, a new chapter, and each chapter entails something different. So for instance, week one's homework um, entailed different breathwork practices, one in the morning, one in the middle of the day, so you can check in with yourself, and one at night. Each breath practice is different. The one in the middle of the day is more like checking in with how your breathing is, and she explains in detail the connection of the breath to the mental state, how breath influences the nervous system so that you're either in a state of panic or in a state of calm and balance and just so much other rich and and powerful information that everybody could use no matter where you are on your spiritual journey. So if you have any questions or um, comments or anything and, and you want to get access to this course, please feel free to reach out to me. My information is linked below. And also I will leave Lenara's information down below so you can get more information from her regarding the course. Again, she is just an incredible healer and a genuine person who actually cares about people and her clients. So if you're interested, do not hesitate to ask any questions. As for today's episode, we are going to be talking about being getting involved in journaling and how journaling can offer healing and insight into the self. Um, I first started journaling when I was, I would say 15 years old. Right now I'm 20 years old. So when I first started journaling, this was, it was more of like a, so that I could rant (laughs) about my problems. And so I could, you know, talk about how things were bothering me. 
And I notice over time that the more that I journal, it the beginning was more fixated on taking out that anger and hurt on other people and blaming other people. Of course, people can trigger us and make us feel upset, which is, you know, what makes us have this experience um, emotionally, this, this horrible emotional experience or not so great emotional experience, I should say. So outside people can trigger us. But the more that I have been journaling over the years, I've noticed the shift of it began with this person did this thing to me and this is this made me this feel this way. And then it transformed into I'm feeling this way because the way that this person reacted made me feel this way. Or the way that this person expressed themselves triggered this within me. And so what does that have to say about how I view myself? So my focus has transfer transformed into the focus of the external sources to now the focus of the self and how I can redirect and gain more control over my emotional experience. Because if other people are in the driver's seat of how we're perceiving things, then we are always going to be, you know, we're going to be like the people that are not in control of how we feel. And it's not to say that it's not justified that other people are making us feel terrible, but I feel like you're much more susceptible to pain and suffering if all of the time other people are holding that responsibility of how you feel. Because you're always going to perceive every single event that happens as the fault of somebody else until you're able to say, okay, so this time around, I actually interpreted that wrong. And I distorted my thoughts because maybe a lack of communication, maybe people left the doors open for me to not fully understand why they acted the way they did or a lack of action, perhaps. I remember a lot of my first journal entries had a lot to do with, well, mostly like my family situation, but also a lot of my school situation. Because when I was about 15, 16 years old in in middle school, about to go into high school, I was a very shy person with a lot of pent up anxiety. And I, I could not go to school without worrying about how I was being perceived. And a lot of the time I would wear my hair down in front of my face so that I wasn't, you know, being revealed to other people. I wouldn't participate in class. If I got called on, I would put my head down and quietly answer, but then hope that nobody was looking at me. But if anything, that drawed more attention towards myself. And a lot of the time, if I was left out, I thought it was something that was lacking with me. But then, you know, over time, I did realize that, well, I'm not letting myself be seen because I'm afraid of judgment. So it's just like this, this never ending circle that's going on and on. And the more that I continue to participate in this circle, the, the more it will continue to loop back and forth or again and again, it's going to keep repeating. It's a cycle that won't end until I'm able to strip away all these thoughts and fears. And why is it that I feel like these people are judging me? Because in the beginning it was all my journal entries were these people are judging me and people think I'm weird or that I'm different than everybody else. So that's why nobody wants to be in my company to then, well, people are judging me because I'm putting my face down because I'm shy. And anytime that people that I'm called on in class or that I have to do a group project or something. I don't talk to other people. 
And why is that? Because I have the fixed idea that I'm different from everybody else and that nobody understands me. So obviously my idea channeled through into the physical world and I wasn't able to create connections for many, many years. And I still struggle with that because I feel like most of our stability and our grounding in creating connections starts during that time period. But now because I've understood and I've done the work of like understanding that it's not my problem and maybe it is my problem, you know, Um, but it's not a problem that it's my problem because it's not everybody, not everybody can like you and you can't please everybody. So that's why it's such an amazingly rich experience to be able to connect with other people when it happens, you know, it's, it's amazing when you're able to have an awesome conversation with people and not have a strong attachment as soon as, so for me, it went, um, a lot of my journal entries started with, okay, well, <laughs> I'm different. People can't relate to me. Then it went to, okay, well, I'm, I think that I'm different and I push myself away from people because I think they can't relate to me. So that's why I'm not making friends To Okay. I'll open myself up to make friends. And then when I'll open myself up to make friends came along, that's when I got extremely attached to any positive social interaction. And then I would overextend myself because I wanted to maintain that connection with whoever I had a great conversation with. Because when something new arises, you know, when you're just like, I feel like when people who didn't have really strong or loving emotional connections with their parents when they were growing up, they go into the world and look for romantic connections and maybe they're super anxiously attached and they just want to maintain that closeness at all times. That makes people flee because it's asking a lot. Really, nobody's obligated to, you know, engage with your energy excessively. And we set ourselves up for hurt and for disappointment and, and a false sense of rejection when we think that these people are, you know, should be as accessible to us as we want them to be. The truth is that we're all free spirits and nobody's obligated to maintain a close relationship with you, whatever kind it may be, just because you've had a handful of positive experiences or maybe a lot of positive experiences. The less, you know, clinging you have onto another outside person, the more liberated they feel to interact with you. At least that's what I've seen. And so I guess I could start with the, you know, five different reasons why journaling is so transformational is you get to be more intentional. Number one, you take more time to see where you are and you also get to see what next steps you might be able to take. Because when we're caught up in our emotional experience, it's really easy to think, well, here I am in this situation and I'm I'm stuck and this is a stagnant situation. And there's also that beautiful balance of not wanting to escape out of the situation right away and reject the feelings that are surfacing because things are surfacing for a reason. There's something deep within you that you're not channeling into for whatever fear of, you know, being vulnerable with yourself, maybe or others. There's something deep within you that you're not looking at or taking a second glance at that needs to be addressed. So it's not to say, 
let's change right away how you're feeling so that you can move on and take the next steps. No, it's to say, let's sit with the thoughts that we're having and address them instead of ignore and suppress them. And from there, when we grow a deeper understanding of why we feel this way or what's causing us to feel this way, maybe an underlying trigger, then we can take the next steps to understand deeper what we can do in this in the future to to have a more smoother reaction to it. Because the truth is that these will always will have reoccurring triggers. We're human beings with emotional needs. When there's a need, there's also the ability to not meet that need, which causes pain and suffering, whether it be temporary or long lasting. And I like to believe that we can minimize the amount of suffering based on how we interpret each given situation. Number two would be heightening your memory. So one of my favorite things is I have so many journals that are just full of all this stuff that you know, I probably wouldn't have remembered or given a second thought about because there's, there's this, um, term and it's called dissociative amnesia. It's something that happens when there's gaps in your memory because you experience something traumatic or you go through a really stressful period of time. What's really weird is that when I look through old journal entries, um, especially because I didn't have a solidified sense of self, even when you do have a solidified sense of self, you can still have gaps in your memory, you know, but that's why it's so important to write all this down. This is a part of your story. You're living a life right now. And this is like a movie, you know, this is like your personal little movie and your, your show that you're the main star of, wouldn't you think it would be important to write down this information that's going on so that you can recall and remember? Because so much of the time we take pictures with people or we, you know, create scrapbooks with other people. But what about the relationship that we have with ourselves? Because we're living this super, really just like this rare experience of just existing and being a person. And we're not taking that and appreciating it and jotting down the experiences that we're having. I just, I just feel like our sense of self concern and, and appreciation of self grows so much when we take time to remember what we've been through. And so much of the time, when I look back on old journal entries, like I said, I completely forget that that was an event that happened and I can remember exactly where I was, how I was feeling and what I was doing that day based on some of the information that I have on that journal entry. And that makes me feel like I care for myself because I took the time to listen to myself when maybe I felt like other people weren't taking the time to do that. Number three reason why number the third reason why you should journal or why it's really just enriching to journal is it strengthens strengthens your ability to be honest with yourself. So just like I said, in the beginning of my journaling experience, I sent out a lot of energy to blaming things and how I felt on other people. When we're triggered or when we feel upset, we have pent up energy stored within us that needs a release. So when we have this energy stored within us that needs a relief, we have one of two options that we can take. Two, one of two routes that we can take, one of which would be 
releasing the energy to the nearest and most accessible sort possible. So that can look like, you know, taking out our energy onto somebody else and, and placing all the blame onto somebody else. Or we can take this energy, sit with this energy and slowly but surely soothe the energy within our body as if it was a physical thing that we're massaging into each muscle, each cell of our body. Imagine that every time that you feel triggered, a ball of energy of white light is just accumulating within you. And the more triggered you feel, the larger the ball of energy gets. The ball of energy feels like a tension when it first comes into the physical reality. The ball of energy feels like a weight. But the more that we sit with this ball of energy, we can utilize it and and transform it into a, a healing substance that we, as if we massage it into our bodies as we take time to sit with it and, and acknowledge its presence. Have you ever met somebody who is very standoffish and very cruel and mean and seems to be just not a people person? And they rub you off wrong to begin with. And you're like, this is not somebody I would take even a second chance to give them the time of day to be nice to them because they're not being nice to me. A lot of the time, those people feel like something deep within them is creating a barrier um, for them to connect with other people. They feel like connection with other people is not within the cards. So they go around the world feeling like I can't connect with anybody. So I will not even try. And my energy is just standoffish. There's nothing I can do about that. You open their heart by opening your heart, even though there's an evident barrier. So we can take this energy, this tension that we have pent up in our body, and we can sit with it. And as we sit with it, it slowly transforms into something that's healing and powerful. One, because we have taken the time to acknowledge it. And two, because we did not give into the power. The more that we fight a feeling, the stronger that it gets. So you're able to strengthen your ability to be honest with yourself because when you're sitting with this tension, instead of denying its reality, you can be, you can be more objective and say, okay, I am participating in some way, shape or form in this suffering. Number four kind of goes hand in hand with um, what I just said about why don't we take the time to, you know, create a bond with ourselves when we're taking all this time to create bonds with others. Why aren't we taking the time to pay attention to our own experience and, and kind of befriending ourselves is, which would be creating a closer bond with yourself. So through journaling, you're able to really just take note of the patterns and of, of your experiences and, and being able to see, you know, how what you've been through has shaped you. And you get to kind of create a story of who you are, you know, like we, we have richer conversations and we have more potent connections even if they're just temporary and you're just kind of meeting somebody for this moment and it doesn't happen to be this whole like transformational bond that forms each conversation we have is more potent when we have something to offer. Um, you know, like if you go hang out with somebody and they have a lot of life experience under their wing, that opens the doors for a lot of 
amazing conversation because they have something to offer. So the more that we draw attention to what we have to offer, because we all have a lot to offer, it's just a matter of knowing what we've been through and acknowledging what we've been through and finding value in what we've been through. Even if, you know, we want to have had more life experience or, you know, that the, maybe the person that we're spending time with has been through more than us. Everybody has a place and a position in the world and your experience matters. So while you're here, you might as well draw value to your experience so that you can have that transpire into your physical world by having more meaningful conversations because you know then what you have to offer. And last but not least would be number five, recognizing that all things are open to change. So kind of like how I started off the episode, when I first started journaling, I genuinely, everything that I journaled about was just the most pessimistic thing ever. And it it made me realize like, wow, no fucking wonder nobody wants to be around you because you're just complaining all of the time. Nobody likes to be around somebody who complains 24 seven and views the world as this horrific place. Um, and this, this place of just misery and disaster falling all around you, you know, nobody wants to be around that kind of a person and not that it matters what, how other people are perceiving you. Um, but when you recognize that something you wrote about three months ago, doesn't bother you as much as it does now in this moment, you give less and less power to each instance of suffering that you go through. Now, when I write in my journal, I focus much more on future tense than past tense and my pain in the moment. I acknowledge my pain just enough so that I can not suppress any feelings I'm having because we should always be kind to ourselves. I like to think of us treating ourselves as if we would treat our, our own child or as if we would want somebody to treat us when we were little. Treat yourself like a little kid who's impressionable and who takes every single little grain of insight or opinion from somebody else with so, so, so much importance. Anything that you tell a kid, you know, it it matters a lot to them because they're so impressionable. Imagine yourself as a child that just wants to be cared for and treat yourself like you would a child that you want to be cared for or that you would want to um, have them feel like they're cared for. That's how you should always treat yourself. You should never deny your reality because it's a reality for a reason. You're feeling these things for a reason. They exist. So why are we ignoring them? It's not to say let's disregard our feelings and think in the future and, and move on and create a plan. But it's also not to say let's sit here forever and let's always Let's soak in our sorrows or soak in our sorrows for years on end. I don't know about you, but I want to prosper and I want to grow and I want to evolve. And the only way that we can do that is by acknowledging and, you know, taking those conscious steps forward, but also just being really honest with ourselves and, and acknowledging that this is not a stagnant situation. Something I wrote about 10 months ago, one year ago, a couple years ago, has absolutely very little to do with my experience now. Why? Because I did not stay stagnant in it and I continued to evolve forward. And now as life 
must do in order for us to continue to grow and experience and have this experience of life and understand more about ourselves, I will endure more pain, more suffering, not because life sucks and everything's so hard for me, but because I'm going to learn more and more. All the riches that I got intellectually and emotionally from all the pain and suffering I had when I was 15, when I was 16, when I was 19, 18, 17, however old, all of that is just like the stairway to life. And I'm just, I'm just going up the stairway and yeah, I got to have an obstacle here and there, but that's just going to keep me going and learning more about myself, the world and opening myself up to new experiences so that I can have a wider frame of view emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. So hopefully this episode was helpful to you and hopefully it inspires you to journal and write down, you know, how you're feeling. When I first started journaling, I felt like this intense sense of obligation to journal every night. I don't journal every night. Sometimes I don't journal for weeks on end, but I know that when I take the time to journal, um, especially when I'm feeling a lot of emotion or when I'm having a really great time in life and I'm just like sky high, riding the wave of, of abundance and joy and bliss, I write down that experience. I like to write down even when I'm neutral, but it doesn't have to be something you do every night because you know, we all start these new habits, super eager and excited to get into them, but then we lose track of them. And then we feel shame or guilt that we didn't stay consistent. No, you listen to your heart and the less pressure you put on yourself to do something consistently, the more consistent you're going to do it because you're not, you're not fighting the current of the universe. You're just going with it and you're trusting that it'll unfold for you. So if you're interested in learning more about me, my Instagram is at brandy.grove, which is spelled B-R-A-N-D-Y period G-R-O-V-E. I also have an Instagram for this podcast called at create my headspace on Instagram. Um, You can email me personally at create my headspace at gmail.com. Beyond that, I'll just leave all my information down below as well as Lenar's information. Again, she's a healer. She's so transformative. Even if you don't buy the course or um, even if you don't get into the course, I would recommend following her because she's always sharing really um, positive and enriching information. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have a beautiful rest of your day.